welcome everyone to another edition of the dress of a watch podcast Hey everyone, welcome to the show. Today we have Max here from Watches and Coffee and we're going to talk a little bit about his story with watches. Hey, how's it going, man? Hi, can you hear me good. okay? Can you hear yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Can you see me? All right, yes, now it's better. Awesome, awesome. How are you doing, man? Very good, very good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So, so how's how's your lockdown going? I uh, I have no complaints, man. Um, I head into the office a couple times a week uh, just to get a few things done. Other than that, like I just hang out out here. I got my greenhouse over here. Nice. Uh, I play some music. You know, it's it's great for me. Um, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, thanks for agreeing to do this. It was really, really cool to, to have you on to hear your story. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely, man. This is uh, the first time I've, I've even done anything like this. So very cool for me, too. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. So, so how, how actually did you get into this whole watch thing? Uh, well, with watches, I, um, when I was in my early 20s, I guess, I... Uh, I just started buying like real cheap, like fashion stuff, like Nixon and uh, Invicta and that kinds of things. And uh, at some point I just got on the internet and like, I think it was Reddit, like Reddit watches where I like started really getting into things and learning about like what a nice watch is. And uh, yeah, I just went from there. Um, and like, you know, I started out like buying like Seiko and affordable things like, oh, I'll never, you know spend big money on a watch and you know here i am a couple years later with you know rolex and and all that so it's a slippery slope for sure <laughs> definitely definitely yeah it, it it can um it can accelerate quite quickly from from very small to very big yeah yeah in terms and, of uh, and now you know now i'm at the point where it's like the things I, that are in my price range that i can afford i'm like i don't want these i need to save up for more so i haven't even bought a watch in like a few years i don't think oh what are you wearing today uh today i have the rolex explorer 2 um the previous cool. generation five digit the 16570 which i picked up actually in a in a trade for like a tudor black bay and a thousand bucks or something like that cool 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 very cool very very cool yeah i'm wearing uh my sub oh i love it yeah the no the two liner it's yeah really one of my favorites from my birth year so so quite cool as well. Yeah, is that what I, I assume you made the strap on that one? Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a suede uh, antelope strap, and yeah, I took the bottom true. side of the of the leather, so it has this uh, suede touch. I love the uh, the stitching too, how it contrasts with it. Yeah, yeah, that that was that was my idea to to give it some more. Not a nice look. <laughs> yeah, I stick with, uh, well, I've been on the bracelet lately because, um, I don't know, I, I like, so since we've been in quarantine, I gained a bunch of weight <laughs> and uh, I had to, I had to like open up all my bracelets. But the other thing is like a lot of the straps I bought were for when I had smaller wrists and now I'm like on the last uh, hole punch. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you could, you could actually try, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're pretty, um, pretty skilled. So, so I, I'm sure you can, you can put in some holes if you need to. 
Yeah, with uh, I don't even know how to punch holes in leather. <laughs> it's it's actually easier. I just did one on the belt uh, with with a with a knife um, during lockdown. It didn't look very nice, but it it works. It do you ever do? Have you done any like? Because uh, I know you make like all kinds of things. Have you ever done like an instructional kind of video on like this is how you make like a nice leather strap? What I've noticed is like you can either get a cheap leather strap that works or you can get like a really nice one that's expensive, but there's not much in between. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so so we haven't actually done a video like that, to be honest, um, but I was always looking forward to doing something. So in, not, not quite doing a step by step guide, but explaining the most important parts, actually. Right. So, so what we did in the past, we had some videos around um, the company and on the production ad itself, but never really the process. So this is something we were looking to do this year, actually. But then oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually not in the city where we produce the product. So I'm in, I'm in Vienna, in, in Austria, and we produce in the south of Austria, where we have our headquarters now. Now slowly we're starting to open up again, so I. Can I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna ask how all this uh, lockdown has, um, what's it called, like has, how it's impacted your your production ability and your ability to ship, because I know you ship all around the world too and things like that. So I assume you know it's it's taken a big impact on uh, on small businesses like yours. Yeah, so it's it, it's been it's been difficult, I'd say, but um, definitely a challenge for us again, because. Um, uh, we we're used to shipping a lot of products and we don't have any problems or very few problems with the logistics itself. Right. Um, but of course, with a lot of dealers being closed or being forced to only work very, very minimum hours, um, there's not a much to, to ship out actually. So, so that's a bit of a, a bit of a challenge, but what we did is um, beginning of this year, we, we've launched our own web shop. So this is also helping, and um, what we also do is we we um, we work together with uh, Swiss watch brands, and so we have some we have enough to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm glad to hear it because I know a lot of people are are really struggling right now, and like, uh, you know, I just think about that a lot. Like my friends who who are working, you know, running micro brands or strap companies and things like that. You know, I know, and it's you know people who aren't working aren't buying the stuff as much and the, yeah. the selling it for them you know the retailers can't order as much and it's it's got to be tough yeah yeah it's definitely a challenge it's definitely a challenge but i think if you have to be especially um i had a, a couple of talks with some um with some founders of, of like independent brands and um they're doing quite nicely so i was talking to rafael from formex a couple yeah. of days ago and and he he start, he said that he had the same problems in the beginning with the dealers and everything and then he said okay we 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 reduce that to the minimum and then go straight online and i think that's a big boost for some because it's just easier if you're smaller going online than if you're like this huge company well yeah and i think i think also that's just a better model for i mean i may be wrong i don't sell anything but um you know for a smaller company rather than trying to work out a deal with a retailer who's going to want a cut of anything they sell um and then you know having to to just ship it wholesale to them just working directly with you know the consumer or the buyer whoever you're selling it to yeah 
So, so, um, so what you do, you, you repost all the pictures, right? You don't do the pictures yourself on your I post. take about uh, 50% of the pictures. I try to, uh, when I started it, um, the page, I just kind of like, I had a, a different one, like a personal account for my own watches. And I just was like, I noticed, you know, like the other thing is people think I'm like a huge coffee fan, which I mean, I drink coffee, but like, I'm not a crazy coffee dude. <laughs> One day, and this was a few years ago when Instagram was, like, very different and you could really, like, rack up a ton of followers just posting pictures and hashtagging yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and I just noticed, like, a lot of people posting really cool shots, of, you know, with coffee or, or drinks or whatever. And, I, you know, there was no page that aggregated the best ones of them and posted them. So I was like, I could do that, you know. Um, I was, like, you know, not busy at work or whatever, just hanging out. And uh, then once, like, once a solid amount of people started following, I started to, you know, put a couple of my own shots in. And now at this point, I'm up to, like, I try to do one repost and, like, one of my own. Um, okay, very cool. Like that. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've been following you for, for quite some time. and I, Yeah, I, I know that, actually. I, uh, I think, actually, I, I remember you from, I had a different, uh, sorry, my phone phone just gave me a notification um yeah i had a whole different page where i just posted like um just my personal collection i think you were following me even like back then which might have been eight years ago now yeah. <laughs> so it's quite cool that that we meet <laughs> yeah no it is really cool yeah. I, i've um it's awesome to like finally meet somebody that you know has been following me you know we've talked in messages so many times like um i've made a lot of really good good friends over instagram that's you know i was saying a second ago how it was uh it was like really different when i started this account or whatever and like i was talking about that with some other people recently too how it a few years ago it really felt cool like you could just start posting watches and like getting followers and like meeting people and talking to people and making friends and i feel like it's just different now it doesn't feel like that so much so it's really cool to like have people that have you know been around for so long to finally meet yeah definitely definitely yeah i i feel i feel the same way i think um i've been doing this kind of live sessions like for a bit more than a month now and um at first, I just started out to, I don't know, for myself to just have yeah. something to do. And then, and then suddenly I had some people on and interviewed them about their stories. And now it's like becoming this platform where, or I wanted to become this platform where I can share the stories and, and meet people actually. Yeah. I, I find it super interesting. It's yeah, it's a really cool thing. And I, you know, I appreciate that a lot. Because like I said, it just Instagram itself doesn't feel the same as it used to. And I think it's just, there's so many, uh, not too many people on there. But there's too many like, uh, people trying to sell things to you. And it's yeah. kind of lost some of like that feel of being like, a, a social community. And it feels more like almost an advertising platform. now. That, that's actually true. Yeah. That's actually true. Yeah. And, and, and how, like, so for me, it's always super interesting to, to look a little bit behind the process in, in creating these pages. Because I, when I started out, I, I also had, like, I started my own page doing some um, leather jewelry. And it was super hard in, in the beginning. And then at some point, I stopped. And then I said, okay, I'll focus on one thing and then do the other. So how, how was the process for you with, with watches and coffee, actually? Um. You know, it was kind of like, like I said, you know, I just started out um, 
you know, I, I saw these nice photos and I wasn't great at taking my own photos. So I was like, I could repost these. And, you know, as long as I tag the person in the, in the photo and the caption, you know, it's okay. And if they ask me to take it down, I'll, I'll take it down. I've actually never had anybody ask me to take down a no. photo when I reposted it. Um, but, uh, yeah. And I just, uh, I started out like once or twice a day, I just repost a picture, you know, throw some hashtags up with it. And um, it took off really fast. You know, I racked up like a couple thousand followers real fast. And then it slowed down a little bit. And I just hit 10,000 like maybe a couple weeks ago. Um, but, you know, it's it's kind of just been – I take breaks from it every once in a while. I think it's important everybody should take a little breaks from, from social media. But it's it's been kind of interesting over the years learning like the different uh, strategies with, you know, trying to – remain seen while the algorithm changes and and you know the app changes and all that stuff um and it's been a learning curve uh that was why you know like you said i i was trying to you know i had my other account i had this one i was doing too many things at once and i decided to just close it down and focus on just this one um and and yeah it's, it's been a lot of fun meeting people and and making friends and you know i was saying before it's you know it doesn't feel the same anymore but i still appreciate you know, stuff like this, where you do get to meet people and, and uh, talk to people. And do you, do you have like, do you now in this uh, lockdown phase, do you have the urge to, to, uh, <laughs> to add something to your collection? Uh, I've been thinking about it a lot lately. I'm kind of at a place right now where I've got a lot of nice watches. And as much as there's a lot of watches that I like and that I'd like to purchase, um, I don't know necessarily that buying a new watch is like uh, what's going to make me happy or it's going to like add that much to my life. So um, I've, I've browsed, you know, different sites and thought about pulling the trigger on some stuff, but I, I ended up deciding not to. And, and I will end up, you know, buying a nice watch again at some point. But um, right now I'm just kind of focused on different things, you know, trying to trying to save money more than uh, splurge and, and stuff like that. Um, but the urge has definitely been there. Yes. <laughs> did you did you see the, the novelties from watches and wonders um i haven't no i um you know what's funny is uh while we've been under lockdown I, i you know i mean i know a lot of people have been doing the opposite but i have uh really disconnected from you know social media and internet news and you know for everything watch stuff and politics and you know what's going on i just um have been taking this time to, to work on myself more than anything. So I haven't been uh, up on what's going on with watches so much over the past, maybe month or two, maybe three. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's totally fair. I think, I think it's one of the best times to really go back, think about yourself and also do something for yourself rather than maybe um, like looking at every news, everything that pops up with all the situations. I think that harms, more that does more harm than it does good in that terms it definitely does like um you know i'm not a big uh it kind of sounds funny because i'm you know on instagram right now but i'm actually not a big uh social media guy in general anyway i'm not on like facebook or twitter or nothing like that um and I, i do really think that that it just does more harm than good that's something i appreciate about like this more than anything is because we get to share like a hobby, something we're passionate about, um, photography, watches, coffee, whatever it is. And it's, it's removed from all that hectic, whatever, you know, news and, and everything that's being thrown at us all the time. That's what I appreciate. That's why I keep, you know, doing this and I don't get rid of this and I, I keep at it because 
you know, it's, it's still fun whether or not I want to buy a watch right now. It's fun to keep making connections with people and keep talking to people and seeing nice photos and all that. And, you know, it's, it's, it's enjoyable. Definitely. Do you think the, um, we have one question from uh, watches Istanbul Graham, um, who's asking if, uh, what you think will change the most after the lockdown? Uh, shout out to Watch Istanbulgram because that's my homie. Um, I borrowed <laughs> Timex for like several months and he I, he didn't ask me for it for quite a long time. So that's my boy. Uh, <laughs> big love to you. Um, I, honestly, I think uh, it, it sounds kind of corny, but I mean, everything's going to change. I think we've seen how a lot of people could have been centering their lives around their home life rather than their office life this whole time. A lot of people have been working from home productively for how many months now? Um, and I think that shows that we could be centering our lives around home and family and all that stuff uh, quite a bit more than we are. And I, I really hope that moving forward, um, those things do start to change where, you know, companies and employers can say, look, uh, keep working from home and when we get to the point where you know we can all go back out again and not feel locked in our homes i really think that's going to be a positive thing um you know on the other side of it stuff that might never be the same are things that you know stuff i love like uh, concerts uh music festivals travel you know air travel taking a train somewhere um you know large mass gatherings like that i don't know that they'll ever be the same or not for yeah quite some time until we have a, a real effective way to deal with this situation. So it's a double-edged sword. I think that, you know, we'll see some positive things come out of this. And I think that uh, we may lose some things, to be honest. Do you think, do you think that the big companies like the watch companies, for example, that they will, they will um, change a lot? I mean, if you look at Rolex or Patek, for example, Uh, I think there was a statement a couple of weeks or months ago um, where Rolex said that they won't, that they will probably not go into e-commerce. And, and um, I mean, if you look at the other brands, a lot of them are doing it. So what do you think? Do you think that there will be a big change in that, in that sense? I think, well, the way I feel about Rolex's model is kind of, I don't like the way they've been doing things for quite a while anyway. <laughs> But it's, I guess it's been working for them, man, because, yeah. you know, so I don't know. Uh, I don't think it's a good move to say we're not going into e-commerce. I think they're going to have to at some point. I don't think they're going to have a choice. But, um, you know, the way they're doing it right now is working. There's a lot of hype around those stainless steel models still. I mean, even this watch that's, she's from 2015 years old at this point, something like that. Um You know, I've seen the value on that since I got it a few years ago, just go up, up, up. And so it's, it's working for them. You know, everybody still wants Rolex. So, um, you know, like I was saying before, I think for smaller brands, it's a great move, you know, e-commerce and, and going with the modern way because you get a bigger cut of the money when you sell it. You know, you don't have to worry about giving the, the retailer a cut and selling to them wholesale or whatever you do. Um, And especially with things the way they are right now, where you can't really go into a, a boutique or an, an authorized dealer and look at what's under the, the glass and try it on. E-commerce is the way to go. And um, I know Rolex has shut down production for a bit, but if they want to sell, you know, at some point they may have to do that 
um, or, you know, I don't know what their other option would be. Uh, virtual stores or something like that, maybe if they want to do, you know, I could, I could see Rolex or Patek doing that a whole virtual reality experience store if, you know, depending on how things go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, Lange and uh, IWC just launched their first virtual boutique. Um, I think they copied the boutique in Singapore and then like make this whole um, virtual reality or actually it's augmented reality, what they, what they say, but right. it's, it's quite cool. I haven't tried it out yet, but I, I, I've seen what a couple of uh, brands were doing with, uh, with the augmented reality where you can wear the watch on your wrist and, and stuff like that. So I've seen that there's like some apps you can uh, download and then there's like a bracelet you get to try the watch on your wrist. So things like exactly. that, you know, they're going to be really valuable tools where, you know, they were kind of a novelty before like, oh, that's neat. What am I ever going to use it for? Um, yeah. You know, those may end up being valuable tools for these brands moving forward. Uh, it really depends on how things go. You know, sometimes you'll you'll see something and be like, oh, this is never going to end. We're going to be locked down until next year. And then other times you'll see a headline or a little bit of an article and you say, oh, we'll be out of this in a couple of months. And I don't think anybody really knows what's going to happen. True. Sorry, uh, Tobchan asks, yeah. what's our favorite piece in our collection? No problem. Um, Tobchan asks, you know what? Give me my phone's uh, about to die. Give me like one moment. I'm going to go plug it in. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Don't worry. Hey, Top 10. So I'm wearing a Submarina, a 14060. And um, my piece, uh, I actually don't know what I'm going to plan to buy next. I have some ideas, but we'll just wait and, and discuss it with with Max when he's back. He's wearing the um, the Explorer 2, I think. That's what he said. So we'll see. If you have some questions for, for Max, just put them in um, and then we can, then I can ask him the questions. I'll be looking at the, the chat and trying to answer all the questions you have um, and also sharing the questions with him We'll just wait till he's back and then we'll, we'll continue the chat. So I hope you're all doing, doing great and um, enjoying, enjoying yourselves and staying safe. Of course, that's, that's, I think the most important part right now. Um, yeah. So that's why, that's quite cool. We, we're waiting for him to come back right now. So we're talking with, uh, with Max from watches and coffee. Really, really nice to hear his story around the the page and everything and also his, his thoughts around the whole situation so it's quite a quite a nice nice chat i've actually um it's super fun because we were we were talking for quite some time now and then we finally made it happen hey sorry about hey, that perfect, perfect, <laughs> perfect. So I was just I was just saying that uh, Top Chan was asking what our favorite piece in the collection is, My and favorite. what we're going to plan to buy next. Um, I would say. Oops, sorry about that. My right. favorite would have to be the Octo from Bulgari. Um, that was one that I saved up for for a long time, and uh, it took me a while to settle on like what I wanted there. Um, and now I don't think it'll ever leave my collection. It's it's pretty yeah. special to me. 
Yeah, I, I really like it. <laughs> yeah. What would you go with? Um, I'd probably go with my Milgaus. That's the first um, watch I bought, and and um, I I still I, I love it. I love wearing it. Um, so. So it's been one of my in my top five favorite Rolexes, and I kind of go back and forth. It's very thick, right? It, it's very thick, yeah. I kind of go back and forth on whether I could wear it just because uh, it's super thick, man. I remember trying it on and being like, it's like a tower on my wrist. I had the um, the Tudor Black Bay for a while, and I had the same problem. It was like yeah. so tall on my wrist, I could barely wear it. Yeah, it's definitely no comparison to the Submarina, the old yeah. one. It's, it, the I, Submarina is so, so, so thin. I really like the, uh, I mean, not that I dislike the newer ones, but I really like the older, the smaller cases from Rolex yeah. more. Yeah, me too. The, uh, the new ones just don't, I mean, I, I'm a smaller guy anyway. Um, I have smaller wrists and the, new, the newer too. ones just kind of look really fat and chunky on me. I, I, um, I actually had the, I was always really fond of the, the new Pepsi that just came out yeah. two years ago, last two years ago. And then... And then I uh, just recently had the opportunity to try on the new Batman. And then I, I, I didn't expect it to be this big. It's huge, right? Yeah. I, um, you know what I appreciate about those, which a lot of people don't like, though? I, like, I love the Jubilee bracelet. Me too. People don't like it. They, uh, you know, a lot of people really, really didn't like it. But I, I love it. I think it looks great. Me too. It feels great, too. So we got another question. Yeah. Insta made a lot of changes in our lives. We meet with a community of watch lovers from all around the world. What do you think will be a replacement for Instagram? This is something, a replacement for Instagram. This is something I have been thinking about. Um, I was talking with my buddy, uh, Studio Austin. Shout out to Studio Austin. Give him a follow. He's a great photographer, really good guy. Um, about, you know, the way it's become, like I was saying earlier, a lot more difficult to start a new account and start posting and, and get followers and, you know, make connections with people and gain some traction. Uh, vintage Watchzilla says TikTok. <laughs> um, I haven't gotten on TikTok. I haven't seen it. Um, my brother was, was talking to me about it. Uh, he, I guess it's like videos though. Yeah. Um, I mean, it seems kind of, kind of funny. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think, um, you know, what I was thinking about was more like a hobby specific network. Like we may end up, the way we have forums like Watch You Seek and, and Rolex Forum or whatever, um, we may see different apps or something split off and do, a, you know, a watch collector social network yeah. or something like that. I mean, who knows? Um, it is, you know, it's something to think about. I mean, somebody, anybody could jump in and, and do it. So, you know, we'll I hope somebody, I hope somebody does get on it because, it's not so much about like Instagram as a platform as, you know, the connections that we make and the people we meet and, you know, stuff like this where we get to talk and I would do it on any platform and I'm sure you would too. And most of us would too. So, you know, I hope somebody watching this or somebody out there that's smarter than me, you know, gets on that and makes it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've tried out a lot of platforms in the past, maybe two or three years. Um, I've been, I've been trying out TikTok. Um, but I, I don't really do a lot of um, video content that so, yeah. so it's a bit hard but but the um, the reach you get is is, is amazing um, and it's very easy 
but still you have a very very young audience so right. it's not like the same compared to to the community you have now on instagram for example well you know what we would need is like the community to migrate to something new like all at once um yeah yeah you know I, i don't really create video content either so you know um and i haven't gotten i haven't even downloaded or made a tiktok account um i've just kind of seen like when it gets reposted on on instagram or whatever but um i haven't tried too many different platforms other than the major ones like like facebook or or twitter or something but i think the problem that we're going to run into on any platform at this stage is that we're so oversaturated like on the internet in general with bots and spam and brands and people that want to sell us something and people that want us to advertise for them and and whatever it is that no matter where we go you know we have to be very careful before we get overrun with that and and yeah. we get instagrammed again and you know we get wrecked by an algorithm or something like that that doesn't want to show our posts or you know because we don't you know i've never paid for advertising on instagram um and i've seen how uh my engagement can suffer because of it sorry i'm trying to plug my phone in and get it charged oh, don't worry. but um you know and i've seen how my engagement sometimes will suffer because <laughs> uh you know i've never paid for advertising and you know with 10,000 followers you'd think you could get more than 50 to 100 likes but sometimes you just don't and it's like there's a reason i'm not being shown in anybody's feed right now or anything like that um so it's it's frustrating and whatever platform we go to we're we're probably going to have to deal with that and you know that's i don't know it just is what it is somebody's smarter than me is going to have to solve that Yeah, definitely. I think I think it's similar to what you can experience on uh, different gaming uh, platforms and the gaming companies. You have these games that are quite cool and then they're free and then you have this little option to pay a little bit of money yes. and then you can push forward. Right. So I think we're experiencing the same thing with Instagram and the whole Facebook uh and that's you know, and I I believe Instagram and Facebook are the same company, right? So um you know the other thing is I'm not on Facebook maybe you kind of got to play with their whole ecosystem to uh to really get noticed Tope says what are your thoughts on microbrands do you have any current favorites oh man um I'm a big microbrand fan I'm I'm going to be honest I I love them um you know it's of all the watches I've bought recently over the past like maybe 3 to 4 years 90% of them have been micros um it's a really fun affordable way to get some cool unique and high quality stuff because they're not paying the overhead for all this advertising and all these you know manufacturing facilities and employees and whatever you know a lot of them are just one or two guys that are real passionate about watches like we are um that wanted to to make something um so uh, you know there are some that you know I'm not a big fan of but I'm not going to throw shade at anybody some of my favorites are um Jeez, I love uh, Orion. Shout out to Orion watches. Next a friend of mine. Um Brew. Brew is great. Jonathan friend of mine. Um Notice or Notis. I've never been clear on how to pronounce that, but um Wes and Colin are both great guys. Um big fan of them. Those are the three that I have in my collection currently. I think I'm looking at the watch box right now. Um but I've had a ton of micro brand stuff uh over the years. It's kind of It's hard to define like what is a micro brand because like there's stuff like uh, Spinnaker um and you know they make great watches but is that really a micro brand when you're owned by like 
a large, you know, manufacturing holding company or whatever. Um, you know, it's kind of like a weird thing to define, but overall, yeah, I'm a big fan of the whole thing. I go to the, um, the, the worn and wound, the wind, wind up, uh, fair in the city. I actually had to miss it last year for the first time, but other than that, you know, I go every year. Um, and it's a lot of fun, you know? Yeah. So, so I really, really like the micro brands and I really like the independent brands in general, because I think what they can do is, um, they can push the boundaries and right. they can they can create things that haven't been done before being creative more than the other companies because they don't have to think about the whole branding aspect or dna or whatever they can like create what they want so i really and love yeah, that that's, you know that's um something about you know like uh, orion is is one of my favorite micro brands and nick will take risks with his designs and he'll he'll be innovative and push you know boundaries or whatever of you know traditional design because like you said they can they're not you know worried about heritage yeah. or or you know whatever that's true yeah so watch istanbul gram have a nice day bye-bye take it easy bud yeah so i really i really like them my, my favorite currently was the uh my favorite currently is the uh i like i like baltic yes and i, I really love like that diver the, that they released <laughs> the 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 the, um, the collaborate uh, the collaboration they did with the um, uh, I think it was watches and wand with the with the salmon dial yes oh man that you know what um I'm in like a few I've got like you know Slack and uh, WhatsApp and I'm in a few group chats with like other watch guys and um, we all just went crazy over that the salmon dial was fantastic yeah, you know was... who else has done a great um not a micro brand but i think it was mont blanc did like a fantastic uh yeah. chronograph last year actually yeah. right yeah yeah i really like that one i saw that one at sih last year and and really i was super amazed by what they did with that because i i was i was never i didn't have one bomb on my radar actually but this piece was was quite cool they um you know they've they've never been on my radar um, I wouldn't say I owned one at one point because I picked it up on like eBay for uh, $900 or something like that. Like it was a steal. So I grabbed it and it was super high quality. And I liked it a lot. I just never um, like really bonded with the, the style and the way it looked. But um, they, they do make some really nice stuff. And I would love to get my hands on like one of their higher end offerings and see what, it, what it's like. Yeah, definitely. So the Hey G asks if the micro brands are a good gateway into the hobby for people that are getting started. And I, I would definitely say yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was how I got started on, I mean, what they would say real watches that aren't, you know, fashion stuff, um, like, you know, fossil or whatever, um, was, you know, Seiko and micro brands are, you know, they're affordable and the, the quality's there and, you know, they've got great fun designs and, you know, you can get, whatever you're looking for. If you like, you know, classy or classic, you know, dressy stuff, or you want a sport watch, you can find whatever for not a ton of money. And at, at this point, you know, I, I have more fun with the micro brand stuff than I do with, uh, you know, a, a super expensive watch, just because you don't have to spend as much and you can get a lot for your money. And the designs are a lot more fun. A lot of the time yeah. they do yeah. things that the bigger brands won't do. Yeah. That's definitely true. That's definitely true. Um, Max, it was a pleasure talking to you. I try to keep these uh, these chats at around half an hour. So, definitely, Max. 
<laughs> we we've we've gone over it a little bit, but I I love it. So so that's that's cool. Um, it was great talking to you. Really, um, I'd be happy to do it again if you want to. Um, Absolutely, I think, anytime. I think that we can we can share some more value. Um, and um, I hope I hope you're doing good and you're staying safe in in the future. And and um, I hope everything goes well for you. Uh, so so I hope we can see each other sometime in the future in real in real life. Me too, uh, man. Thank you so no, much for having me on here. Um, <clears throat> It was it was awesome uh, getting to talk to you and finally meeting face to face a little yeah. bit. Um, and yeah, anytime you know you want to talk again, I'm I'm absolutely I'd be thrilled to uh, be on again. And uh, yeah, you know I hope you stay healthy and and safe, and um, you know you and your family stay safe and everything. Thank you very much. Take it easy, man. Have a nice day. Bye bye. Bye. So that was Max from Watches and Coffee. And um, as you can see, he's a super nice guy. I've been following him for quite some time and I was really, really eager to see and to, to talk to him and to hear his story behind the whole um, page. So um, as you, as you might've seen, um, he's, he's a very, very cool guy and I'd love to have him on again. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, it's been my pleasure having you.